<laughs> Let's do this one more time. This is the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chill, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And I'm joined by, not the third man today, but my co-host. He's the king of hamburger meat. He's the voice of the Mark organization. He's the executioner of excuses. And he's the artist formerly known as the spoiler specialist from Suplex City, bitch. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's good, everybody? How y'all feeling? Well, the reason why we're laughing is we were just talking for like a good 10 minutes and our shit just stopped recording. So now we're doing it all over again. It feels a little bit like the Steve Austin podcast, how sometimes you cut that on and he starts bitching and complaining about how many times he's tried to do the open and the dog is barking and, you know, there was a helicopter flying over. Well... We just had our own Steve Austin moment, so we're going to try this one more time. All right, so we'll be remiss if we don't talk about the Kobe Bryant um, unfortunate tragedy, his daughter Gigi, and everyone else that was in that helicopter uh, this past Sunday. Man, this put a damper on my my Sunday. Um, I was looking forward to the Royal Rumble. I was really pumped up about it, and I was on my way to New York. And then I find out the news, and that kind of ruined my day, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we uh, were talking about how uh, it, it affected us before. I'll go back and, and tell the story again. Growing up, I grew up uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, in Morrisville, which is right across the, the river from Trent, New Jersey. And um, I was a big Lakers fan because my favorite player growing up was Shaquille O'Neal. And, of course, he played with Kobe Bryant. So I had the Kobe jersey. I had the Shaq jersey. I even had a Derek Fisher jersey back in the day. So uh, I used to wear those jerseys religiously, double XL, all the way down to my knees, skinny ass, five foot eight kid walking around. And uh, I used to get yelled at by strangers because back in the day, the Lakers played the Sixers in the NBA Finals. 2001. That's right. And... Kobe used to get a lot of heat, especially in Philadelphia, because he grew up in Lower Marion, which is a suburb of Philly. So he had a ton of heat in the PA area. If you wore anything Kobe, even before that finals, you got shit for it. So I grew up being a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. This has affected me not only on that Sunday, but it kind of fucked up my whole week. Um, Today is Saturday. I just watched the Lakers uh, played Portland Trailblazers last night. That's what I did with my friend. Tremendous night. tribute before the game started. Yeah, yeah. Usher and, uh, you know, uh, LeBron James had a great speech. And, uh, man, it, it is just a terrible tragedy. I just uh, want to give all my condolences to every family that was affected by this. And every fan that was affected by this, you know what I mean? It, it's been tough on all of us. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's, that's all I got to say. Um, my story is a little bit different growing up, um, watching basketball and when it came to Kobe, I, you know, going back to wrestling, I always looked at Kobe as a heel because I was a diehard, uh, MJ fan. Um, I was, a, I'm a Bolton Celtics fan. So, you know, I always saw him as a heel, even though I love Derek Fisher and I love Shaq and, and, you know, deep down inside, I did respect Kobe and I'm like, man, I, and I loved his energy for the game and, and you know, we all saw him growing up, but through the NBA, but man, um, I always saw him as a heel, I would be like, man, fuck Kobe, even though I'm like, fuck, but why is he so good, but I always saw him as a heel, because, you know, with the with the one earring, just like MJ, and kind of mimicking MJ's movements in the game, but 
man, he's one of the all-time greats. And, you know, uh, everybody always compares LeBron and MJ. But the real comparison really should be MJ and Kobe, you know. But, uh, you know, my heart and my thoughts and my condolences go out to not only the Bryan family, but also uh, everyone in that helicopter accident. Because, obviously, other people were in that helicopter. And it's just... A tremendous loss, not only in the sports world, but just everyone that loved the guy, you know, and everybody that's just affected by it. It's surreal. It still doesn't feel real. No, it doesn't. I I didn't want to believe it. I I did not want to believe it, especially because it came from TMZ, and we already know TMZ is just, they're scumbags, you know? Yeah, we've seen them kill off Gabriel Iglesias already, and a bunch of other uh, celebrities that haven't actually passed away yet, so... um, I think everybody was hoping that it was just a hoax or a mistake or, you know, I, I heard somebody say, even if there was a helicopter crash, that maybe Kobe would have jumped out because he was such like a, a superhero in so many people's eyes and, and maybe would have lived through the accident. But, man, it, it's real life and it fucking sucks, man. And the crazy part about it is, you know, we're talking about rumors and people putting shit out there. They try to say that Rick Fox was actually in the helicopter at first, too. Right, right. Thank God he wasn't. Um, going back to that 2001 team, um, man, Rick Fox from three-point line was insane. But thank God he wasn't, and uh, it, it's just terrible what happened. And, oh man, uh, I just, I just want to say uh, my condolences. And, you know, it was very emotional uh, Sunday for that reason. But there was also an emotional comeback that Sunday uh, with the return of the rated R superstar Edge. At the Royal Rumble. Yeah, man, I um, I couldn't believe it. Even though the rumors were out there, we posted it on our page. You know, Edge possibly making his return at the Rumble, and I popped, man. I popped like I just couldn't believe it. It was one of those things like I'll believe it when I see it, and I was speechless, my mouth drop, and just seeing his emotion coming out, and it looked like at one point he wanted to cry, and he kind of had the exact same face he had. When he was making his speech, when he was gonna, when he made his retirement speech, he had the exact same face. He was taking it all in, and then when he did the pose, ready for the pyro, that's when he got back. It was like we saw him coming out as Adam Copeland, but the second he did his pose, that was Edge, and he was ready to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I kind of bought into the rumors a little bit more. Um, he was one of my my three picks to win the Rumble. And you jinxed them. Hey, man, I didn't jinx him. You're a jinx, bro. No, man. How many times have you jinxed yourself and others? I'm not a jinx. I'm not a jinx. <laughs> I'm not a jinx. Sam is a jinx. I think we need to make that a new moniker. <laughs> oh, man. Don't do that to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I was very happy to see him back. I was very happy to see him back. And, um, man, it, it was emotional. I, it was just an emotional day. For, um, big, for- big ups to the WWE because not only did they uh, – pay tribute to Kobe Bryant they definitely had their their, their moment of silence you know yeah. which you don't see them ever doing that to anybody that's not WWE related or like in the that's wrestling world yeah. so much respect to WWE but they also gave us a really great Royal Rumble um as a whole not just the the two Royal Rumble matches but also the event as a whole minus like maybe one match the whole show was really really good absolutely uh do you want to start with the women's rumble again yeah, let's do this one more time with the Women's Rumble. Um, a lot of people are calling this the NXT Women's Rumble because uh, there was a lot of NXT talent in this uh, match. And Bianca Belair, we can even throw Beth Phoenix in there, and Shayna Baszler, 
all three women looked amazing in this Rumble match. Yeah, I I personally love Bianca Belair's performance. We were talking earlier about how Beth Phoenix, at her age, lasted such a long time with a nasty gash in the back of her head. Which I thought it was hair dye, and I was like, hey, her hair looks hot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she, she did a tremendous job staying in there, probably telling the refs to go fuck themselves because uh, they were probably trying to get her out of that match and uh, call an audible. Um, but, man, it was, it was a good Royal Rumble match. I loved the return of... Uh, Naomi, I loved her look. Uh, she looked like she's dropped some weight. I she got a pop. Yeah, her hair looked great, and uh, she looked to be in, in a tremendous shape. So um, the winner was Charlotte, and I'm not super crazy about that, but I'm not going to shit on it because we don't know where this is going yet. So um, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on it either. I'm a Charlotte fan. Um, I'm waiting to see where. The cards play out for this Charlotte win. Um, there's a lot of rumor and speculation that she might possibly challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT title at WrestleMania, which I would be super down for. And that also elevates the brand and that title by having a credible op- opponent like Charlotte. You know what it is? We live in a time where everybody hates on Charlotte. Oh, why is she getting pushed? Why is she getting this? Why is she getting that? Like, listen, whether you like it or not, she's probably the best women women's wrestler in the world she's so good she could wrestle dudes she could probably wrestle better than the half of the dudes on the roster that's that's very true that's very true and uh the only reason they don't put her in that position or situation is because wwe is more of a family friendly show and you know that uh that wouldn't really bode well for people that have been through domestic violence and other things like that so they kind of keep the men and the women separated so um, I'm happy for Charlotte. It's another notch on her belt. Uh, let's see where it goes. I don't want to shit on it yet. I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there that are going to be complaining and everything like that. But if we get... But that's wrestling fans. Yeah, it's true. But uh, if we get Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, I'm happy. That'd be great. Listen, even the, the some of the rumored matches already uh, for Mania, you know, obviously Edge and Orin, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit too. And uh, the potential Rhea Ripley and Charlotte match, some people are speculating that the plan is for Shayna to challenge Becky for that Raw Women's Championship. I mean, those three matches alone, oh, plus Drew and, and Brock, and we'll talk about the Men's Rumble. Those four matches alone, I'm sold on Mania. Yeah, it looks like it's shaping up to be a great, fantastic show. And um, everybody that's going to Tampa, I'm a little jealous now. I thought you guys were going to get Kane Velasquez and, uh, and Brock, or Tyson Fury and Brock, but uh, you guys are getting Drew and Brock. But uh, we'll touch on that when uh, we get to that. Uh, did you want to Becky and Oscar? Yeah, Becky and Oscar, dude. Um, the match was good. I don't think it was great. I enjoyed their their match last year better. Um, you know, I like Becky, but I'll be lying to you if I wouldn't if I wasn't rooting for Oscar because I was rooting for Oscar, and it's nothing against Becky, but I don't know, man. I feel like. Asuka, yo, Asuka's getting cheers, you know? Like, that crowd was cheering for both Becky and Asuka. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And the one thing that I think of is where do you go from here? Because she's beaten everybody now. You know, she got her win back from, from Asuka. Now, where do you go? You know, um, praying that we don't get Charlotte versus Becky. 
That that would just be stupid if right. we got that. If we get that, then I'm gonna shit on the the Royal Rumble winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? That choice is ridiculous. You know, they did say if it does happen, it would be the last time. How many times have we heard that and then it happens again? Orton and Cena. We'll even go Triple H and Undertaker in a you know tag match in Saudi Arabia. You know, it, it's not a one on one. Cena and The Rock. Yeah, yeah, once in a lifetime. Cena and The Rock. Twice in a lifetime. Yeah, you get it, get it twice. So. Um, I just, I just hope that they give us something to to look forward to when it comes to that program with the Raw Women's uh, Championship. My money is on a Shayna and Becky match. I'm gonna stand my ground and say that that's the match we're getting at Mania. Um, I don't want to touch on Bailey and Lacey. Do you have anything to say about that match? Uh, <laughs> it was what it was. Um, they followed the Women's Royal Rumble, so that didn't help their cause, but it, it wasn't great. I don't feel like anybody's really emotionally invested into it yet. And, uh, Nobody's invested in Bailey. that's why. That, that's, that's Listen, I know you're a Bailey fan, and you might try to clean it up, but they, the WWE has botched, botched everything that has to do with Bailey since she's been called up. There's been little peaks here and there where they could have saved her, but they've done nothing with her. She's a forgettable champion. She's a forgettable character. Her heel turn was a flop, but they had something there and they fucking ruined it. You could try to clean it up. I'm not. I'm going to call spade a spade. Yeah, it hasn't been good for Bailey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What I'll say is um, they've tried and it might... might How, Sway? How? tried to give her a storyline and it's just what storyline it's not really working out you know um we got her turning heel you know what i mean and it was like subtleness at first and then they ruined it it's not her I, they ruined it i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say sometimes you gotta turn chicken shit into chicken salad and i mean if they're giving her shit then she's gotta she's gotta work a little harder for it to to work out, to play out. Well, I think she needs to. <laughs> Let's do this one more time. This is the heel that seals the deal. The villain that stays chill. The anti-hero, the IWC. Your boy, Mister Rated R, and I'm joined by not the third man today, but my co-host. He's the king of hamburger meat. He's the voice of the Mark organization. He's the executioner of excuses, and he's the artist formerly known as the spoiler specialist from Suplex City, bitch. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's good, everybody? How y'all feeling? Well, the reason why we're laughing is we were just talking for like a good 10 minutes and our shit just stopped recording. So now we're doing it all over again. It feels a little bit like the Steve Austin podcast, how sometimes you cut that on and he starts bitching and complaining about how many times he's tried to do the open and the dog is barking and, you know, there was a helicopter flying over. Well... We just had our own Steve Austin moment, so we're going to try this one more time. All right, so we'll be remiss if we don't talk about the Kobe Bryant um, unfortunate tragedy, his daughter Gigi, and everyone else that was in that helicopter uh, this past Sunday. Man, this put a damper on my, my Sunday. Um, I was looking forward to the Royal Rumble. I was really pumped up about it, and I was on my way to New York. And then I find out the news, and that kind of ruined my day, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we uh, were talking about how uh, it, it affected us before. I'll go back and, and tell the story again. Growing up, I grew up uh, in Pennsylvania, 
uh, in Morrisville, which is right across the, the river from Trent, New Jersey. And um, I was a big Lakers fan because my favorite player growing up was Shaquille O'Neal. And, of course, he played with Kobe Bryant. So I had the Kobe jersey, I had the Shaq jersey. I even had a Derek Fisher jersey back in the day. So uh, I used to wear those jerseys religiously, double XL, all the way down to my knees, skinny ass, five foot eight kid walking around. And uh, I used to get yelled at by strangers because back in the day, the Lakers played the Sixers in the NBA Finals. 2001. That's right. And Kobe used to get a lot of heat, especially in Philadelphia because he grew up in Lower Marion, which is a suburb of Philly. So he had a ton of heat in the PA area. If you wore anything Kobe, even before that finals, you got shit for it. So I grew up being a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. This has affected me not only on that Sunday, but it kind of fucked up my whole week. Um, today is Saturday. I just watched the Lakers uh, play Portland Trailblazers last night. That's what I did with my friend. Tremendous night. tribute before the game started. Yeah, yeah. Usher and, uh, you know, uh, LeBron James had a great speech. And, uh, man, it, it is just a terrible tragedy. I just uh, want to give all my condolences to every family that was affected by this. And every fan that was affected by this, you know what I mean? It's been tough on all of us. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it's, that's all I got to say about it. Um, my story is a little bit different growing up um, watching basketball and when it came to Kobe. I, you know, going back to wrestling, I always looked at Kobe as a heel. Because I was a diehard uh, MJ fan. Um, I was a, I'm was i a Bolton Celtics fan. So, you know, I always saw him as a heel. Even though I love Derek Fisher and I love Shaq. And, and, you know, deep down inside, I did respect Kobe. And I'm like, man, I, and I loved his energy for the game. And, and, you know, we all saw him growing up. But through the NBA. But, man, um, I always saw him as a heel. I would be like, hey, fuck Kobe. Even though I'm like, fuck, but why is he so good? But I always saw him as a heel because, you know, with the with the one earring, just like MJ and kind of mimicking MJ's movements in the game. But, man, he's one of the all-time greats. And, you know, uh, everybody always compares LeBron and MJ. But the real comparisons really should be MJ and Kobe, Absolutely. you know. But, uh, you know, my heart and my thoughts and my condolences go out to not only the Bryan family, but also uh, everyone in that helicopter accident because, obviously... Other people were in that helicopter, and it's just a tremendous loss, not only in the sports world, but just everyone that loved the guy, you know, and everybody that's just affected by it. It's surreal. It still doesn't feel real. No, know? it doesn't. I, I didn't want to believe it. I, I did not want to believe it, especially because it came from TMZ, and we already know TMZ is just they're scumbags, you know? Yeah, we've seen them kill off Gabriel Iglesias already, and a bunch of other uh, celebrities that haven't actually passed away yet. So, um, I think everybody was hoping that it was just a hoax or a mistake or, you know, I, I heard somebody say, even if there was a helicopter crash that maybe Kobe would have jumped out because he was such like a, a superhero in so many people's eyes and, and maybe would have lived through the accident. But man, it, it's real life and it fucking sucks, man. And the crazy part about it is, you know, we're talking about rumors and people putting shit out there. They try to say that Rick Fox was actually in the helicopter at first too. Right. Right, and uh, thank God he wasn't. Uh, going back to that 2001 team, uh, man, Rick Fox from three-point line was insane. But thank God he wasn't, and uh, it, it's just terrible what happened. And, oh man, uh, I just, I just want to say uh, my condolences. And, 
you know, it was very emotional uh, Sunday for that reason, but there was also an emotional comeback that Sunday uh, with the return of the rated R superstar Edge at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, man, I um, I couldn't believe it. Even though the rumors were out there, we posted it on our page. You know, Edge possibly making his return at the Rumble, and I popped, man. I popped like I just couldn't believe it. It was one of those things like. I'll believe it when I see it. And I was speechless, my mouth drop, and just seeing his emotion coming out. And it looked like at one point he wanted to cry. And he kind of had the exact same face he had when he was making his speech, when he was going to, when he made his retirement speech. He had the exact same face. He was taking it all in. And then when he did the pose, ready for the pyro, that's when he got back. It was like we saw him coming out as Adam Copeland, but the second he did his pose, that was Edge and he was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of bought into the rumors a little bit more. Um, he was one of my my three picks to win the Rumble. And you jinxed him. Hey, man, I didn't jinx him. You're a jinx, bro. No, man. How many times have you jinxed yourself and others? I'm not a jinx. I'm not a jinx. I'm not a jinx. Sam is a jinx. I think we need to make that a new moniker. <laughs> oh, man, don't do that to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I was very happy to see him back. I was very happy to see him back. And, um... Man, it, it was emotional. Uh, it was just an emotional day. For, um, big, for, big ups to the WWE because not only did they uh, pay tribute to Kobe Bryant, they definitely had their their, their moment of silence, you know, yeah. which you don't see them ever doing that to anybody that's not WWE related or like in the that's wrestling world. So much respect to WWE, but they also gave us a really great Royal Rumble um, as a whole, not just the, the two Royal Rumble matches, but also the event as a whole. Minus like maybe one match, the whole show was really, really good. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to start with the women's rumble again? Yeah, let's do this one more time with the women's rumble. <laughs> um, a lot of people are calling this the NXT women's rumble because uh, there was a lot of NXT talent in this uh, match, and Bianca Belair, we can even throw Beth Phoenix in there, and Shayna Baszler. All three women looked amazing in this rumble match. Yeah, I I personally love Bianca Belair's performance. We were talking earlier about how Beth Phoenix, at her age, lasted such a long time with a nasty gash in the back of her head. Which I thought it was hair dye, and I was like, hey, her hair looks hot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she she did a tremendous job staying in there, probably telling the refs to go fuck themselves because uh, they were probably trying to get her out of that match and uh, call an audible. Um, but, man, it was, it was a good Royal Rumble match. I loved the return of... Uh, Naomi, I loved her look. Uh, she looked like she's dropped some weight. I she got a pop. Yeah, her hair looked great, and uh, she looked to be in, in a tremendous shape. So um, the winner was Charlotte, and I'm not super crazy about that, but I'm not going to shit on it because we don't know where this is going yet. So um, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on it either. I'm a Charlotte fan. Um, I'm waiting to see where. The cards play out for this Charlotte win. Um, there's a lot of rumor and speculation that she might possibly challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT title at WrestleMania, which I would be super down for. And that also elevates the brand and that title by having a credible op- opponent like Charlotte. You know what it is? We live in a time where everybody hates on Charlotte. Oh, why is she getting pushed? Why is she getting this? Why is she getting that? Like, listen, whether you like it or not, she's probably the best women women's wrestler in the world she's so good she could wrestle dudes 
she could probably wrestle better than the half of the dudes on the roster. That's that's very true. That's very true. And uh, the only reason they don't put her in that position or situation is because WWE is more of a family friendly show, and you know that uh, that wouldn't really bode well for people that have been through domestic violence and other things like that. So they kind of keep the men and the women separated. So um, I'm happy for Charlotte. It's another notch on her belt. Uh, let's see where it goes. I don't want to shit on it yet. I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there that are going to be complaining and everything like that. But if we get... But that's wrestling fans. Yeah, it's true. But uh, if we get Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, I'm happy. That'd be great. Listen, even the, the some of the rumored matches already uh, for Mania, you know, obviously Edge and Orin, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit too. And uh, the potential Rhea Ripley and Charlotte match... Some people are speculating that the plan is for Shayna to challenge Becky for that Raw Women's Championship. I mean, those three matches alone, oh, plus Drew and, and Brock, and we'll talk about the Men's Rumble. Those four matches alone, I'm sold on Mania. Yeah, it looks like it's shaping up to be a great, fantastic show. And um, everybody that's going to Tampa, I'm a little jealous now. I thought you guys were going to get Kane Velasquez and, uh, and Brock, or Tyson Fury and Brock, but uh, you guys are getting Drew and Brock. But uh, we'll touch on that when uh, we get to that. Uh, did you want to Becky and Oscar? Yeah, Becky and Oscar, dude. Um, the match was good. I don't think it was great. I enjoyed their their match last year better. Um, you know, I like Becky, but I'll be lying to you if I wouldn't if I wasn't rooting for Oscar because I was rooting for Oscar, and it's nothing against Becky, but I don't know, man. I feel like. Asuka, yo, Asuka's getting cheers, you know? Like, that crowd was cheering for both Becky and Asuka. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And the one thing that I think of is where do you go from here? Because she's beaten everybody now. You know, she got her win back from, from Asuka. Now, where do you go? You know, um, praying that we don't get Charlotte versus Becky. If, that, that would just be stupid if right, we got that. If we get that, then I'm going to shit on the, the Royal Rumble winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? That choice is ridiculous. You know, they did say if it does happen, it would be the last time. How many times have we heard that and then it happens again? Orin and Cena. We'll even go Triple H and Undertaker in a, you know, tag match in Saudi Arabia. You know, it, it's not a one-on-one. Cena and The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, once in a lifetime. Cena and The Rock. Twice in a lifetime. Yeah, you get it get it twice so um i just i just hope that they give us something to to look forward to when it comes to that program with the raw women's uh, championship my money is on a Shayna and becky match i'm gonna stand my ground and say that that's the match we're getting at mania um i don't want to touch on bailey and lacy do you have anything to say about that match uh, <laughs> it was what it was um they followed the Women's Royal Rumble, so that didn't help their cause, but it, it wasn't great. I don't feel like anybody's really emotionally invested into it yet. And, uh, Nobody's invested in Bailey. that's why. That, that's, that's Listen, I know you're a Bailey fan, and you might try to clean it up, but they, the WWE has botched, botched everything that has to do with Bailey since she's been called up. There's been little peaks here and there where they could have saved her, but they've done nothing with her. She's a forgettable champion. She's a forgettable character. Her heel turn was a flop. They had something there and they fucking ruined it. You could try to clean it up. I'm not. I'm going to call spade a spade. Yeah, it hasn't been good for Bailey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'll say is um, 
they've tried, and it might, it might. How sway? How? They've tried. They've given her a storyline, and it's just, what storyline? It's not really working out. You know, um, we got her turning heel. You know what I mean? And it was like subtleness at first, and then they ruined it. It's not her. I, they ruined it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, sometimes you gotta turn chicken shit into chicken salad, and. I mean, if they're giving her shit, then she's got to she's got to work a little harder for it to to work out, to play out. Well, I think she needs to. F- All right, let's talk about the men's Royal Rumble. So, like I said in the beginning of the show, or maybe that was our first draft that got deleted. I don't remember. I lost count. Um, <laughs> this is probably one of the best men's Royal Rumble matches we've gotten in a very, very long time. I enjoyed it because it went pretty quick. You know what I mean? A lot of the times the match can drag on, especially if there's not too many surprises. But I I know a lot of people hated Brock throwing out everybody. But I enjoyed that. It almost reminded me of when I used to play the WWE video game when I was a kid and just tossing motherfuckers out left and right. You know what I mean? But it actually played into a really great story that we got out of this men's Royal Rumble. My only, and it's very minor, very, very minor, nitpick when it came to Brock Lesnar throwing everyone out is John Morrison just returned. I would have swapped him out with somebody else and seen Morrison last come out later on in the Rumble. That's me, my only little nitpick when it came to the Rumble because it's like, yo, Morrison just returning. You're going to have him just get eliminated like that by by Brock? Put like our truth in that spot or like, I don't know, somebody else, like Chad Gable or somebody else. Why had it be John Morrison? I I have a take on that. I feel like everybody that got eliminated by Brock, Vince does not really have that that plan for. You know, you got John Morrison in the middle. Yeah, but you can't. You but Okay, you can't necessarily say that, too, because he eliminated Braun and Keith Lee, and look at the positions they're in. That was towards the end, though. Okay, so now you're cleaning up what you just said. No, that was towards the end. And... Think about it. Does Vince really have anything for Keith Lee? Does he, or is it Hunter? Hey, man, he he got a, he got a spot with with Braun. I mean, with Brock Lesnar, he also got his shine at the Survivor Series. This guy's a star. He is, and I'm not taking anything away from Keith Lee. I'm talking about Vince McMahon's outlook on things. Listen, Vince McMahon. He's hanging by a limb here, all right? We need to stop. And, and just based on all these reports that are starting to come out with, coming out that two co-presidents got clipped and all this other shit, which we're not going to go into touch base on that because as a wrestling fan, that doesn't really affect us. But Vince ain't... I don't think Vince is really... Yes, I understand that he was there and he kind of had the last call when it came to th- certain things, but... You had guys like Paul Heyman, Shane McMahon, Jamie Noble, Abyss that booked the Rumble. So, my that's my only critique. John Morris, I just feel like he, I wish I, I wish he would have been later on in the Rumble. And you know, remember the spot where Ricochet gives a low blow to uh, to Brock, and then um, Drew McIntyre eliminates Brock. Right. I would have personally gave that spot to Kofi instead of Ricochet. First of all, Ricochet. I like Ricochet, talented dude, but guess what? He should have stayed in NXT because he ain't ready for, for Raw. Sorry, he's not. He doesn't have he, the charisma. Terrible. Love you, Ricochet, but you're terrible. Ethan Page was right. You can't cut a promo. 
I would have gave that spot to Kofi because Kofi would have gotten at least a little receipt for getting beat in two seconds by Brock Lesnar for that world title. Why does Ricochet get that spot? Because Vince McMahon has a hard on for him. And guess what? The dude can't cut promos either. <laughs> and guess what? As a wrestling fan, not investing in the guy either. Love his in-ring ability. Love seeing him in the ring. But guess what? Like, if it's just... There's nothing. There's nothing for, for me when it comes to Ricochet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll agree with, with you on his in-ring ability and uh, his lack of charisma. But uh, Drew McIntyre getting that rub from, uh, from Brock, getting, you know, the elimination on Brock. Uh, what I'm going to say is... You know, he winds up winning the Royal Rumble, and uh, you know he's going against Brock at WrestleMania. What I'm going to say is these next four months are going to be very key for Drew McIntyre. He needs to connect with the audience. He needs, it's a three months of Jace. Yeah, big, <laughs> he needs big, big crowd reactions. He needs to start selling some merchandise because of, yeah, but that's not on him, man. That's on on the on the marketing and 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 whoever's making these fucking shirts. He's he's got to go out there and put out. Know, the, it's up to him to, to connect with the Well, audience. he's got the crowd behind him, man. He's been having the crowd behind him even before the Rumble. Let's see. Let's see. Because you don't think he has a crowd behind him? you got to remember, this Monday Night Raw was right after Royal Rumble. A lot of those people were going to travel right over to San Antonio. No, but take away the Rumble. To Take away, let's pretend the Rumble hasn't happened yet. McIntyre was getting some steam. He has a three-two-one gimmick before he does the the, the claymore. He's, he, he's getting the crowd behind him. He's building it up. But what I'm saying is, he needs to keep it up. He needs to keep it up and keep yeah. going. Because if we think that they're just going to give him the title without, you know, producing, you know, crowd reactions, selling merchandise, and being a fan favorite, an organic fan favorite, well, we've seen fucking Vince keep the title on Brock. Roman, we've seen you know Vince book Brock over the Undertaker, and Brock is making more money than anybody else in the goddamn company. So Vince will feel very comfortable keeping the title on Brock come WrestleMania if Drew McIntyre isn't doing what he needs to do to connect with the audience in these next couple of months. That's all I gotta say. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, he definitely has to keep this momentum going. But right now, he's doing a great. He's he's off to a great start. Yeah. Let's not discredit the guy because yeah. he's off to a great start even before the Rumble win. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I love the three, two, one gimmick, and he is showing more of the charisma that I've never seen from him before. He's definitely connecting. With me as a fan, so all I'm saying is he needs to get those crowd reactions in the Iowas, in the Ohio's, in those weird markets that WWE does touch. That sometimes the crowd isn't really there for it. You know what I mean? It's a mostly family-oriented crowd that just came to to go to the WWE show because it's just like going to see the circus. You know what I mean? He needs to get those crowd reactions in those off weird markets is what I'm saying so you mentioned the whole uh, Roman thing Roman getting some booze at uh, at the Royal Rumble now prior to the Royal Rumble match they actually started the show not including the pre-show they started the show with Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns in a, in a street fight which I actually enjoyed I thought the match was really really good yeah. um, now you didn't like the booze I have a theory why they were booing Roman. You gotta understand, Roman 
which we like the guy. We like the guy. And it's not that we hated the guy before. We just hated his booking. Um, you know, he's old. He he was he lasted there. He was the last two guys. It was him and Drew. Now, Edge makes his fucking triumph return after nine long years. They said it in, in the fucking announcing. Michael Cole said that when he was coming out after nine long years. He comes out. Crowd is fucking going nuts for him. We see him have face-offs with AJ Styles. Unfortunately, AJ Styles got hurt for overselling the spear. Uh, shoulder separation. Hopefully, he'll be back by Mania season. Um, he's having face-offs with Drew McIntyre. And then he has a face-off with Roman. Now, how did... Why don't... Of course the crowd's going to boo for Roman. They're cheering for Edge, man. They're like, oh, boy, really? Roman's going to eliminate Edge? No, we don't want to see that. So, of course, they're going to turn on Roman. Fast forward to SmackDown last night. They were cheering for, they were cheering for Roman again. So it's okay. It's okay for the crowd in, uh, what was it, Houston, right? It's okay for the crowd in Houston that booed Roman. I get it. I understand. Because guess what? I would have been booing Roman too. Because if he was facing off with Edge, I don't want to see him eliminate Edge. I don't want to see him eliminate my guy that just returned after nine, nine long years so they could give it a Roman again. So I understand why they booed him. That's my defense. Nothing, not, not discrediting Roman. He got cheered last night. Everything's okay with Roman. We love Roman. But if you're facing off with Edge, you're going to get booed. Where I'm coming from is this guy has been through so much. And I understand with the way that they booked Edge where you're going to get some boos there. Especially, you know, because of his booking prior. But, man, I mean, there's three guys, especially now with Edge coming back, that I feel like unless they're booked in a heel position, you shouldn't be booing them. Roman, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Man, listen, it, 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 if maybe not Bryan, but if it would have been Drew McIntyre and Edge, the last two guys, they would have been booing Drew too. They would have been booing Drew too. It's Edge, nine long years. Listen, if you were sitting next to me and we were both at that Houston crowd and everybody's booing Roman, and you're the one who's like, why are you guys booing? Why are you guys booing Roman? Everybody would, everybody would have gave you a dirty ass look and be like, because it's Edge. It's nine long years. I would be like, stop it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, stop being a fucking Roman, Mark, and fucking enjoy this Edge moment. Listen, everybody loves Roman. Everybody was cheering Roman last night. It's okay. It's okay for the people that booed Roman for that specific part of the match. I get it. I understand. Uh, I feel you. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to the Edge stuff. He made his return at the Rumble. He closed out Raw, which, to be honest with you guys, I think out of all the wrestling shows this week, I think Raw was the best show. Yeah. First time in a, in a very long, long time. time. Yeah, Raw was the best show. Now, who had the worst show? That was probably SmackDown. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> that looked look like shit. Um, okay. So, Edge closed out the show. Wonderful speech. Wonderful segment. He was, um, and somebody's calling you right now. Um, he was speaking from the heart. It was very shoot from the hip, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, and he acknowledged that he looks a little bit older. He acknowledged that he has some wrinkles. I like this old man Edge. It reminds me of old Logan. Like, it reminds me of old Wolverine. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. And out comes Randy Orton. Now, prior, going back to the Rumble, we saw little sh- uh, little uh, shades of rated RKO. You know, we saw the double um, RKO. Edge eliminated Randy Orton. So... Randy Orton comes out You could tell what Randy Orton was saying Was real That 
when he was going through the tough times his earlier years in the WWE, Edge was there to hold his hand and to advise him. And you could tell that was also straight from the hip because Edge was getting choked up. Randy was his voice, which he never does, was even cracking, cracking a little bit because he was speaking from the heart. So you could tell there was something there. And then out of nowhere, he gives him an RKO. <laughs> Classic Randy Orton. This this is what WWE programming has been missing. Yes! For years. This is something that we could get invested in emotionally. This is something for me to fucking sink my teeth into. Every one of the talent that is struggling with a charisma aspect, ricochet, and so on. You know, Andrade. You know, I love his in-ring work, but... Every every one of the yeah, but Andrade has the English thing, so it's a little bit different. You can't you can't compare him and Ricochet because in in Spanish he could probably cut an amazing promo. So it's a little bit different with Andrade. All the guys in the back that need to work on their in ring promo shit need to be watching that segment right there. That's how you get people invested. You know, I I, I said it on a post because. Going back 24 hours ago, you know, to the Rumble, everybody just wanted Edge and AJ. That was the talk. Yo, give me Edge and AJ at the Rumble. I mean, at Mania. I don't really want to see Randy and Edge, even though that would be an okay match. In that fucking segment, they sold that match, and they literally had everyone in that arena and every viewer watching at home in an emotional roller coaster. And that's what wrestling is supposed to be. That's where you become a fan again. Where you get that suspension of disbelief. Where you're emotionally invested. You know what I mean? That, Like I said, this is what we've been missing for years out of WWE. Because nobody gives a fuck about anybody on that roster. And, and let's be honest here. It wasn't really that much of a shock that Randy RKO'd Edge. But it's just the fact that he did it in this crazy ass moment. When Edge is just pouring his heart out to the audience. And then all of a sudden, Randy plays with our emotions, saying like, oh, are we going to see a rated RKO reunion? And he fucking suckered us in. He fucking RKO's Edge and then beats the shit out of him with a chair. And the way Edge is selling it, too. Yo, everybody in that crowd was speechless. You heard screams. Screams from the audience because we couldn't believe what we were watching. Yeah. Yeah. And when was the last time you've heard something like that on WWE programming? Um, I just got to give all the praise to Paul Heyman on this one because it had his fingerprints all over it. And yes. You can tell. Um, and Edge and Orton, bro. And Edge and Orton, you know, because they're the ones that are pulling it off. Um, but, man, I, it was tremendous to see uh, a story that I could actually be emotionally invested in on Monday Night Raw. It, it felt like 2006 all over again or 2001 or, you know, any of the good, good glory years of, of uh, you know, WWE. So, um, you know, I'm really sold on, on this WrestleMania, like we, we were talking about before. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're cutting uh, this this podcast on the road to MLW. Um, and it, it, the next couple of months is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I feel like they should keep edge off of tv for a while before bringing him back just to sell that concerto well i think that's exactly what's going to happen to um you know some of the rumors going around when it comes to his contract stuff is that he's 25 appearances three 
matches at least five if he really wants to. Uh, three million is the contract. Uh, it's a three-year deal. Now, that's he- not here or there, but I do agree with you. Um, I think they really should keep him off TV. We don't need to be seeing him on TV anytime soon. And to be honest with you, I would like to see, you know, like Randy show up at WWE backstage and attack Christian. Let him attack Ryder and Hawkins. Like, let Randy do some devastating things. Like, remember when Randy and Triple H were feuding around WrestleMania 25 to build up to that match? And, like, Randy uh, fucking RKO'd Stephanie McMahon? Like, let's see this Randy when it comes to this Edge program. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and you know what? Going back, um, man, this is something great for Randy Orton. I mean, I haven't cared about a program that Randy Orton was in in a very long time. I think the last time I cared about a Randy program was WrestleMania last year when Randy and AJ sold us in that in-ring segment. This was a match that we kind of really didn't want, and then they sold us in that segment. Yeah, and, you know, to me, even that, going back, it was good, but it wasn't great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, this, this, we're, this one, we're emotionally invested to it. That's why. Yeah, yeah this is this is great, you know? Um, man, I, I, I just can't say enough about it. I'm really excited that Edge is back, um, and, you know, it, we got the Legend Killer back. You know what I mean? We're, we're not getting just this powder puff Randy Orton show up. <laughs> Show up, hit the turnbuckle, do your pose bullshit. We're getting our legend killer Randy Orton scumbag, you know, will, you know, fuck you over on the drop of a dime, Randy Orton. So, damn, where was that that bar that we wanted to eat at? We just passed it, by the way. We did, right? Yeah, I don't know what you were doing. Yeah, you got to make a U-turn. All right. Um... I definitely did want to uh, acknowledge the NWA pay-per-view hard times that took place Friday before. There's um, a fucking Mark already out here. <laughs> he's already lined up. He's the only guy out there looking in. He's looking all sad in the window. What the fuck? Well, he's part of the Mark organization. That's your people, bro. <laughs> we're going to go recruit him. We're going to take him to the bar. No, we're not, bro. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um... Oh, God, they're all over the place. Look at these two jabrones. Um, anyways, so um, I definitely did want to acknowledge the NWA. Um, he actually might work here, bro. Never mind. He's a mark. Um, oh, no, he looks like he's bringing food to people. See, we're calling. But there is a mark sitting down, though. Yeah. Jesus Christ. By the way, we're at the ECW Arena. We're going to watch MLW. We're not going to really touch on the show because this is taped. So uh, we're not going to put no spoilers. Well, I mean, we're not going to be posting any spoilers. But if you don't want to get spoiled, maybe you shouldn't watch our stories. How about that? I'll leave it like that. But by the time this podcast comes out, they probably did watch our stories. But whatever. Yeah. If you did, you didn't. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I de- definitely want to touch on the NWA pay-per-view hard times that took place the Friday before the Rumble. Definitely a great show by the NWA brand. Shout out to Ricky Starks. He's your new NWA television champion. Um, and then we continue seeing this feud between Marty and Nick Aldis. And then fast forward to NWA Power. They already made a date. It looks like we're getting Skrull Aldis 2 rematch from the Crockett Cup last year. We're going to get it at this year's Crockett Cup. So I'm definitely pumped for this match. I'm definitely pumped for all the stuff that NWA and Ring of Honor is doing right now. Now, you know I don't watch NWA that much. Congratulations. You played yourself. All right. So what were you saying about Ring of Honor and the NWA? Do you think that they would actually put the title on Marty? I think they should. I think this has got this is make it or break it for Marty, and Marty doesn't necessarily have to have a long title run with the title. Right. We saw and, with Cody. 
and we we did see it with Cody, and mm-hmm. also we're seeing NWA and Ring of Honor being in bed together. So Marty's going to be defending this NWA title, not only in NWA Power and NWA pay-per-views, but also Ring of Honor. So this is good. This is a good thing. And also we could also see Nick Aldis not only chase, but maybe be involved in other feuds non-title. Nick Aldis, you know, uh, we, we praise him in our, in our Luchis. But this is a guy that we need to start putting respect on this guy's name. He's a real champion. I mean, this guy, he just emits class. He's got the charisma. This guy's a great in-ring worker. He's safe. You know, there's not much more I could say about him besides he's really fucking good, man. I, I, I like Nick Aldis a lot. It's to the point where when he, Marty or whoever defeats him for the NWA title, I'm going to look at him kind of weird because he doesn't have the NWA title with him anymore. Right, because right, that's so synonymous with his look right now. Mm-hmm. And he's put that, he, he and we got to give him credit too, not only to Billy Corrigan and Dave Lagana that are that, that are running NWA, NWA and, and they own the company, but... Nick Aldis put this brand on his back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I got to give him credit because there's a lot of guys that would have used this as a platform to maybe jump ship down the line. But he's been riding with NWA. And uh, he's, his loyalty speaks volumes to the character, who he is uh, as a person behind, you know, behind the scenes. So uh, shout out to Nick Aldis. Uh, I definitely do need to watch more NWA, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. will be. I just gotta, I gotta catch up, man. There's, there's a lot going on in, in my real life. So, um, man, did you want to touch on ROH bringing back the Pure Championship? Yeah, man. The news dropped yesterday. Today's Saturday, uh, the first of February. Last night, yesterday, January thirty first, the news dropped that. Um, Ring of Honor is bringing back the Pure Championship. Old school Ring of Honor heads know exactly what this title is. Um, it's a mixture of strong style, closed uh, fist. Um, what is it? No closed fist. Uh, you get three rope breaks. Um, if you go to ROHWrestling.com, and it's all over social media, the, the, the actual rules for the matches are there. But, man, I'm okay. excited for this title because, uh, you know, the likes of Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles back in the day were, like, some of the figureheads of this championship. And the fact that they're bringing it back, it just shows that in 2020, Ring of Honor is trying to make a statement. They're, they're trying to forget 2019 as a whole. Yeah, they're trying to remember what got them to the dance to begin with. And this is exactly what we've been talking about all of 2019 what ring of honor needs to be doing so i'm glad that they're making a change this title can make people's careers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm telling you uh the feud that nigel mcginnis and daniel bryan had over this title it was title for title yeah i mean this is good stuff for the ring of honor brand and i'm just hoping that Two, three, four guys on that roster could really shine in this division that they're going to be bringing back. So, um, nothing but good vibes coming from Ring of Honor since uh, the new year, since the ball has dropped. You know? um, and Marty, we trust. And speaking of Marty, Jay White has accepted uh, Marty's challenge. So, as Supercard of Honor, WrestleMania weekend, Jay White and Marty. I'm jealous, bro. I need to get to Tampa somehow. It's not going to happen, obviously, but. Man, anybody that's going to WrestleMania weekend, have a great time. Don't just do the WWE stuff. Go to the Supercard of Honor. Go check out Pancakes and Pile Drivers. Do everything. WrestleCon. Do it all because, you know, you're not going to be able to do it every year. So enjoy yourselves. Um, we're going to be talking about this for the next four months. And, um, man, I, I really don't have much else to say. Um, do you want to do uh, your usual plugs, man? 
Um, this shout out to Dark Parlor Originals. Uh, you guys have seen my Funko Pop collection. They actually sell Funko Pops that are signed. They're doing a signing with Kevin Nash right now. Um, oh, you just picked up that pop, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did, and I plan on getting it signed at the big event. We're going to that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got my ticket. You need to get yours. <laughs> I'll work. I'll work on that. Don't worry. <laughs> Look at why. Why are you get stressed I'm out? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm not paying four hundred dollars to meet the Undertaker. I, I I didn't either. I'm just getting a photo, man. That's ridiculous for him. You got to pay two hundred dollars for him to scribble on some shit. All it's right. bad enough two hundred dollars to take a picture with his grumpy ass. <laughs> you know he's not gonna smile in the photo. Well, I mean, nobody really smiles with your photos with you, bro. Come on, man. Don't play me like that, man. I got some good photos. Why Why is it that you always have history with these wrestlers, bro? It's not all the time. It's not all the time. Walter looks great in your picture. Walter was grumpy, but not with me. <laughs> he was not grumpy with me. He gave me the fist bump and everything like that. I was the last person in line, and you know how that New York crowd could be. John Moxley. Oh, Moxley. Moxley, come on. Dreamer? Dreamer and me are cool. No, okay, after you pieced it up with him, but before that. I was a little upset. I was, <laughs> you I was see? You see? I was a little upset. <laughs> All right, uh, what's your plugs, bro? Yeah, just uh, go check out Dark Parlor Originals. You can follow me at Sammy Suplex on all social media platforms. And uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And until next time. All right, um, I did want to uh, kind of point this out because I'm seeing this a lot on social media. Um, listen, man. We all got to start somewhere, right? And and this is not me bashing any of you guys that are starting up wrestling pages or whatever pages that you know that you guys are starting up with. Um, when you do a post, right? Don't copy someone else's shit and use exact same like taglines and actually hashtag from the person you copy. Switch it up a little, a little bit. Use different hashtags. Change the, the, the title of your post. Don't just copy someone else's shit and not even give them credit for it. And the reason why I'm saying that, Sam, because this might be a little bit new to you. Okay. Lately, for our pages, I've been doing a lot of, uh, I've been fucking, uh, I've been making my own little uh, pictures sometimes. Meaning in the sense, like, I'll get like a, a PNG mm-hmm. and then make up like, like I did one for Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, right? When right. the news broke out that that was a rumor, I made one, right? Yeah. The Royal Ramble. Gave me credit for it. He didn't have to do that because that's my boy. Shout out to the Royal Ramble. He gave me credit for that. And I commented on that. I was like, thanks for the shout out, dude. Thanks for the photo credit. Because not a lot of people do that. Right. A lot of people take someone else's shit and won't even credit the person that made it. Or other people will take somebody else's whole gimmick, not even have the 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 the, the not even have the balls to change the hashtag, and you might be seeing somebody else's hashtag, like let's say Lucha Outsiders, right? Yeah. On somebody else's page. Yeah, it's, it's happened to me. It's Bro, to me. listen, if you're one of these people, don't get butt hurt. Just don't do it, because you're, you're not doing yourself any fucking favors. Be a little bit creative. Be a little bit different. If you have to give photo credit to somebody, do it. Or if you don't want to give photo credit to someone, why don't you do this? Why don't you change the filter to the actual photo so it won't look like the other person's? Or at least tag them in the, in the post. Something, right? Yeah. Something. A lot of people don't do that because there's a lot of fucked up people out there. Just wanted to put that out there. But anyways, you can find me at RatedRSense87 or you can follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's about it. So, till next time, keep Rated R and stay too sweet. Too sweet.